Hello and welcome to an extra special Power of Technology podcast by Dell Technologies. I'm Josh Abrams, and it's an honor to be hosting the 100th episode of this podcast. We're shaking things up for this momentous milestone with a very special guest on the pod to help us reflect on our journey to 100 episodes. We'll even have clips from some of our most compelling episodes from the past year. Now, whether you've been around since the first episode three years ago, or you've come on board more recently like me, we appreciate you being a part of the Power of Technology family. Now let's get to our special guest, and let's treat this special guest to a Smartless-like introduction. This gentleman has been in the tech industry for more than 25 years since graduating from Stanford and then picking up two master's degrees. He's been with Dell for more than 20 years, starting as a product management strategist for Dell Storage and then working his way up to senior vice president for product management. And his YouTube series, Talking Tech with Travis, recently kicked off its second season. Please join me in giving a big Power of Technology welcome to Travis Hill. Hey, Josh. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks, Travis. We thought the 100th episode was the perfect time to have you on the show. We're huge fans of you and your YouTube series. Can you give our listeners a 30-second synopsis of what your Talking Tech series is about? Yeah, absolutely, Josh. It's just an opportunity for me to have a bunch of interesting uh, conversations with technology partners, with customers, with when, with internal Dell uh, subject matter, matter experts on relevant topics uh, for IT. So everything from cybersecurity to generative AI. Okay, sounds great. As again, we're huge fans. And listeners, if you're not already watching Talking Tech with Travis, head on over to YouTube to check it out. Season one is 14 episodes, each of them about 15 minutes long. And Travis, uh, you up for telling us about season two a little later in this show? Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Thank you. So getting back to our podcast, let's take a look back at some of the highlights from the past year. After that, Travis, we'd like to get your thoughts on what's to come technology-wise in 2024. Great. Looking forward to it. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Uh, one of my personal favorites, episode 90, uh, where I spoke with Eric Toussaint at Keygene, a biotech company in, in the Netherlands that's leveraging AI and other technologies to focus on sustainability by helping plant breeders improve crop yield and quality. So those computers and the other equipment and solutions you're getting from Dell Technologies is helping to reduce your carbon footprint, right? It's a little bit more environmentally friendly. And it's also helping with all that processing power that you need for uh, the AI, the computer vision and so on. Yes, and I can tell you, we are very selective. We only choose the best things. And yes, we keep an eye on, on sustainability, uh, but I'm afraid that our scientists really need and deserve to get the best uh, equipment uh, available because they are, they are doing cutting edge research. So I think it's, it's, it's a fair, to supply them with the best technology available. And it's good to have a reduction of energy use. I can see why this one is one of your favorites. I mean, it's got everything in it, right? Cutting edge technology, uh, an interesting use case, uh, a benefit not only for, uh, for the world, but for the bottom line. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to be in an industry where our, uh, 
our products and services can uh, help solve so many important issues that we're facing uh, as a planet. Travis, I completely agree. And uh, so many of these episodes over the past year where we focused on sustainability were probably most of my favorites. So really getting to hear from our customers about how they're using Dell technology to uh, improve the improve the quality of of their products and improve the quality of the world at a, on a much larger scale. And of course, Dell itself is also focused on sustainability. And traditionally, Dell's been thought of as a hardware company. And as we move into this next clip, Dell's Max Arnold explains from episode 93 that it's the significant investment in software-driven innovation that's been at the forefront of this focus on sustainability. We're constantly working with our product design and engineering teams to use software to extract more value out of the hardware by, for example, making it more efficient to deliver performance or improving our data reduction in order to shrink the footprint and become even more efficient when it comes to capacity. That's all driven through software. And we as Dell and in our storage group tend to use software as a way to help our customers continually evolve their products, right? And that doesn't just mean new features and new capabilities for customers to use for operational benefits, but also for energy benefits as we help their, um, their storage rates become more efficient. Oh, that, this is another great one. Uh, a couple of things in there. One, let me double down on what Max said in the clip. Uh, we uh, at Dell have a, a, a reputation as being a great hardware provider, and that is, a, that is an awesome reputation to have. But there uh, is so much about what we do that is software focused. And in fact, I mean, just looking uh, to the past Dell tech world, we announced more than 2000 software updates across the storage portfolio at, at Dell Tech World back in May. And, uh, you know, uh, some of those software updates include things like the data reduction that Max was talking about, which in addition uh, to it being a, a software innovation, it's also uh, a feature that will help our customers with energy consumptions because uh, energy consumption, because if you're storing less data, you need fewer uh, SSDs to do it, and you need less energy to drive those SSDs. So it's just a, another great example. Absolutely. Just win-win across the board. Let's move on now, Travis. We're going to talk with this next clip uh, from an episode on Gen AI and AI transforming the data center. <laughs> because how can a technology podcast looking back on the past year not talk about AI? Josh, so I, I'm, I'm actually uh, pretty amazed we've made it this far without talking about generative AI. <laughs> Keep, you know, buckle in. We're going to be talking <laughs> AI a good part of the rest of the way. Awesome. So here's longtime friend of the podcast and Mr. AI Adele, Nick Brackney, talking about the need for IT to take a leadership role in implementing AI in the business in episode 84. You know, what we're seeing right now is with AI and, and with uh, generative AI too coming down the pipeline here, uh, we're seeing a new trend where where IT really has an opportunity to lead the charge. And unlike they, what they did with cloud before, you know, with generative AI, they they should be taking a leadership role in this. Uh, but some of the work that they've put in already uh, to prepare uh, for cloud and for using automation on premises is actually now creating an opportunity for them just to drag and drop um, some of this generative AI capabilities into their existing models uh, very quickly. 
So effectively, if you did the work uh, to standardize and strategize your cloud and your automation across your business, you're set up to onboard new tech and, and new uh, new uh, advancements very quickly, uh, sometimes only with an API call. I think Nick did a really nice job of, of hitting on two major trends. The, the obvious one is generative AI, but he's absolutely right to point out that um, a well-designed uh, multi-cloud deployment makes it much easier for customers to put workloads where they need to be on-premises when they need to be in a colo when they need to be in the public cloud when they need to be. And this is uh, Im important, I would say critical for generative AI, given the fact that in order to make generative AI work well for enterprises, customers need to you, you know, either train or fine tune models or increasingly use uh, technologies like RAG to make sure that they get the right company specific or industry specific information into those models and much of that information the majority of that information is still on premises and so it's a it's a nice uh it's a it's a nice uh win-win if you have designed a well thought out uh multi-cloud by design deployment that you have a head start on where you need to be with generative ai because the real value comes from that data that by and large exists on premises Thanks, Travis. And and I got to tell you, you're setting up these segues perfectly. You started with Gen AI and AI, and you got into multi-cloud, and that's a perfect setup for our final clip that we'd like to share. It's from our most popular power technology episode of all time. And it's our podcast awareness has grown. So is our agility to jump on hot topics in the market. And episode 87 on debunking cloud repatriation went live right when the public cloud versus private cloud got hot. In this clip, Dell's Mick Turner said businesses need to move from multi-cloud by default to multi-cloud by design. Circumstances, say, over the last three or four years uh, that we all understand too well have led to kind of this situation of um, what we refer to as multi-cloud by default, that things happened. Maybe they weren't structured in a particularly organized uh, and strategic way. And what we're really seeing, I think, internally is this this desire to move to a, a multi-cloud by design, particularly now with the economic context that we're living in, right? That they're, they're looking at optimization and things like that. I really like what Mick said there because this was, he, he, he was talking about this way back in April. And, you know, that was right around the time that generative AI just took all of the oxygen out of the, you know, uh, the global IT room. And what we've seen since then, quietly, you know, kind of under the covers, multi-cloud has continued to be a priority for our customers. And we are in a situation now where customers are looking for the right combination of resources and are looking for vendors that can help them across on-prem, colo, and the public clouds, find solutions, not just for generative AI, but for all of their IT workloads. And we've uh, we've seen this trend accelerate, and we expect for it to accelerate going into the future. Okay, sounds great, Travis. Really appreciate all your comments and listening in to, uh, to a few of these clips. Why don't we pivot now, and in the spirit of the new year, why don't you share with us some of your top technology predictions for 2024? Uh, we'll leave those Super Bowl and World Series predictions to other podcasts. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we said we were going to talk about it, so I got to start there. Uh, generative <laughs> AI, but specifically, generative AI is going to move from proof of concepts to implementation. And very specifically, we've seen a lot of people doing a lot of proof of concepts, and a lot of those proof of concepts, uh, you know, are you know running in 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 the public clouds. Moving forward, because of data gravity, we believe that those proof of concepts will migrate to uh, many on-premises deployments. And so it's really, for me, uh, the year of generative AI becoming a reality and uh, providing efficiencies for enterprises versus you know being something that people are talking about, it's gonna be something that people are doing. The second one is related to multi-cloud. And uh, you know, I think I would I would call it you know uh, water finds its level. Uh, you know, we have been in a world for many many years where public cloud was the answer. What what was the question? And generative AI and other workloads uh, and a, a drive to provide efficiency and cost optimization are increasingly looked at and drive IT organizations to look for more modern data center solutions. Uh, and you know the advancements that we've had in our server portfolio and our storage portfolio, customers can, can really realize the benefit, not just for generative AI, but for you know, broad swaths of their, uh, their critical IT, uh, IT workloads. And then number three, uh, I would say cybersecurity will remain, uh, and it, it always has been, a critical priority for, for our customers. And so really looking at, do you have immutable, isolated, and intelligent solutions for your uh, cybersecurity deployment, for your cybersecurity capability is going to be another big one that our customers are looking at. So those are my big three for uh, 2024. Okay. Travis, that sounds great. Certainly you're in front of customers all the time. You've got a thumb on the industry. So uh, definitely an informed opinion there and logical uh, extrapolations, if you will, into in what we're going to see in 2024. So we talked about your predictions, but let's go a, a little more personal. What are you personally more most excited about in 2024? I'll say it this way. Uh, you know, I've been I've been in the infrastructure business for for quite a while. And it's been a while since infrastructure's been cool. And with generative AI uh, and multi-cloud, infrastructure is cool again. So I am just, you know, the, all of the trends are, uh, you know, helping customers focus on, um, you know, what they can do uh, within their own data centers or in, within co-location uh, facilities. And that's just an exciting place to be. Absolutely. And uh, again, really appreciate your time. Can you just give us a quick tease for the new season of Talking Tech with Travis? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lucky enough to do a second season of Talking Tech with Travis. Uh, we are really, uh, you know, uh, doing a, a nice job of, of making the, the episodes really short, quick, and to the point, getting exciting new guests. Our first uh, couple of ep episodes, uh, we had leaders from uh, Microsoft and NVIDIA. We were talking about, guess what, multi-cloud, and we were also talking about generative AI. Uh, so we had Bernardo called us from uh, from Microsoft and Manavir Dawes 
from NVIDIA as our first two, two guests. And we're in the process of uh, uh, recording a whole bunch of new episodes with more exciting guests. Very much looking forward to it. It was great. And I've seen those first two episodes. Loved them. Can't wait to see more. And uh, where can our listeners find and watch Talking Tech with Travis? Uh, so both season one and season two are both available on Dell Technologies' YouTube page. Uh, but specifically, you can find the series under playlists, and you can also find the series on dell.com backslash blog. Okay, perfect, Travis. Thanks again for your time. We really appreciate it. And uh, and that's going to bring episode number 100 of our podcast to a close. Thank well, you, I guess listen. now is the time to, to congratulate you on your 100th episode. <laughs> We appreciate it, Travis. And uh, and of course, best of luck to you with season two and hopefully a season three, season four are in the offing. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. Thanks. And listeners, again, thank you for joining us today and throughout our journey across these first hundred episodes. So be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting streaming service. I'm Josh Abrams, and we'll see you next time for episode number 101 on the power of technology. <laughs>